So Marvel just wrapped up their coverage for D23, which is all I really cared about. I'm not going to be covering any of the Lucasfilm announcements here. I'm just not really a Star Wars guy. I just tuned in for the Marvel stuff. And my anticipation and sorry, my expectation was pretty high heading into this. You know, we've heard tons of different rumors and leaks and speculation and all that kind of stuff. So I was pretty excited for this event and I was expecting some bombs. I was expecting some pretty big stuff. There was even rumors that we were going to get um, a full cast. I mean, I think most people expected to at least get the cast or at least get Reed Richards announced for the Fantastic Four. We didn't even get that. That kind of disappointed me. Um, we got Matt Shackman, the, the official announcement of Matt Shackman. Of course, we heard in the trades like Hollywood Reporter that he had signed on to direct the Fantastic Four. So that wasn't really news. We just got the confirmation from Kevin Feige. And it was that's basically the best way to sum up this D23. They didn't really reveal anything new, anything groundbreaking. Um, it was mostly just going over things that were already announced from Comic-Con several months ago. And then a couple of new things, I say that in air quotes if you're watching, like the Werewolf by Night Halloween special, we heard about that in the trades, or at least if you're like me and you keep up with that stuff, I mean, we, we've heard months ago that Michael Giacchino would be directing this Halloween special, um, but now it was officially announced. And uh, I guess the only other new thing was that we got the official lineup for the Thunderbolts film, which was, I think it was Ghost. Uh, from Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then I think we we have Bucky, uh, Red Falcon, or Red Red Guardian, excuse me, uh, Red Guardian, we have Yelena Belova, we have uh, the uh, Louise Dreyfus, um, Valentina, I can't even remember her name, the, the, the girl, the woman from uh, the Falcon in the Winter Soldier series, and, she, and the, the character that popped up at the end of Black Widow. Uh, we have her, and then we have Taskmaster. So that was officially announced as well. Pretty much everybody in the lineup for the Thunderbolts film um, didn't surprise me. What did surprise me was that Red Guardian was going to be a part of it. Um, Taskmaster. And I was surprised to see that um, Baron Zemo wasn't in that lineup. Now, he could still be in the film, maybe as sort of like the Jared Leto role of the Suicide Squad. Maybe you have the team of anti-heroes, and then you have the sort of villain that's kind of you know, um, sort of twisting the wheels and controlling everything behind the scenes. Maybe he'll play that role or maybe he just won't be in the film at all. So who knows? Um, but overall, I was pretty disappointed with D23 and I kind of feel like I wasted my time sticking around watching the whole thing. Um, I was actually watching a live stream, not of, I don't, I, I don't even think there was a, yeah, there wasn't an official live stream covering it, but there was, there was like other YouTubers and stuff like that. So I was watching some live streams of people just kind of hovering over Twitter, uh, checking things out, waiting for announcements. And, um, but yeah, this, this will be a pretty short podcast cause I'm only going to be talking about this, but let's just, before I give you all, all of my thoughts, let's just go over everything that was talked about. Um, at D 23. Okay. So they started with iron heart. Um, they showed footage for it, which wasn't officially released by Marvel, but they showed footage exclusively at D23. I imagine in the coming months we'll we'll maybe get that look to the to the public. So that was announced. I'll be honest, I'm not really um, very excited for Ironheart. I know the character of Riri Williams is going to be in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Speaking of which, they showed more footage for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which I am actually 
very excited for that film. I think Wakanda Forever has the potential. Now, I know this this doesn't, you could say this about any Marvel film coming out, but I think Wakanda Forever has the potential to be the best film out of Phase 4. Yes, I'm saying better than Spider-Man No Way Home, better than Multiverse of Madness, better than Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I think it has that potential. I think the biggest thing it has going for it is... I mean, obviously, it has to deal with a lot of challenging, you know, subject matter, like the the death of Chadwick Boseman, how that's going to play into the narrative um, and, and, and doing it in a way that they're not exploiting his death to make a good story, doing it in a way that will honor not only his character, but of course, the actor himself. That's a pretty tall order. But I think with Ryan Coogler, of course, anybody that's familiar with Ryan Coogler, he is an exceptional filmmaker. I don't really think he's made a bad film yet, so I'm confident in his direction course the cast is incredible a lot of the you know familiar characters returning from the first film um, but I think just the quality of the film looks great if, if that first trailer is an indicator of anything I think we have a prestigious Marvel film in front of us an expensive Marvel film in front of us too you can just you can tell that the visual effects look amazing the, the I'm sure the sound is going to be great I'm sure the the soundtrack of the film is going to be wonderful just like the first film was so that footage that was released, the new footage that was released for Wakanda Forever was not released to the public. So once again, I'm sure in about a month, we'll probably see that towards November when the film officially releases. So yeah, so we got, they opened up with the Black Panther clip and then we got Ironheart, then Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which is one of my most anticipated films of next year, just in general. Um, I loved the short but sweet appearance of Jonathan Majors as Kane the Conqueror in Loki season one. Uh, there's just so many stuff. I didn't write any notes down. So this is kind of all off the top of my head. So if I seem a little unorganized here, forgive me. I'm just, you know, I just heard about all these announcements. So I'm kind of just, this is almost like my initial thoughts. Basically, um, I thought I would just get this out right away instead of waiting a couple of days. Um, Cause then at that point, you know, hundreds and hundreds of videos are going to be out covering this stuff. So yeah, they showed Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania footage. It's new footage, not the same footage they showed at uh, at Comic-Con. And apparently they, they gave the audience a better look at uh, Kang's suit. Um, and, and just more footage in general of Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. And apparently people are describing him as terrifying. So that's exciting. I don't know how serious. When people say this character looks terrifying or this project looks super dark, I, I don't always take that incredibly serious. They said that about Moon Knight. People were saying, you know, people that saw Moon Knight early before everybody else did was saying that, oh, it's this incredibly dark take on the character, unlike anything Marvel has done. And it it wasn't. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I, I'm, I'm still excited for that. Then they showed Werewolf by Night, of course. Uh, that, they, they actually released the trailer for that on YouTube. And I got to admit, I was pretty impressed. Um, I don't think it's a part of the MCU whatsoever. I think it's simply just a nice little one-off Halloween special. I'm curious as to how long the run, the run time, excuse me. <clears throat> I'm curious as to how long the runtime of that, uh, project is going to be. Um, so yeah, here we go. Uh, werewolf by night. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. It's definitely got a, 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 a like a film noir stylized feel to it. Everything's in black and white. Um, looks pretty interesting. Then we got the first, trailer for secret invasion which i wasn't super 
um, interested in this in this show just because we didn't really know enough about it. I, I figured they were going to deviate from the source material of the actual Secret Invasion storyline because that in and of itself is is almost like an Avenger. It, it's almost like an Avengers level story to uh, to to tell. So when when I heard that they were turning it into a Disney Plus series, I figured they were definitely going to deviate from the comics, which they are. Um, but it looks very interesting. Uh, I'm liking that Nick Fury is going to be pretty much the protagonist of this entire series. You know, I love seeing him pop up throughout the MCU, but I like seeing him have more of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, more of a strong role in, in, in almost, like I said, leading something. He kind of co-led uh, Captain Marvel, but it's, it's nice to see that he's going to be pretty much the main protagonist that we'll be following throughout that series. And then we got Amelia Clark in that series as well. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the actor who played pretty much the head honcho scroll in uh, Captain Marvel, he's going to be returning that as well. Uh, looks very much kind of like a spy, espionage kind of, you know, mystery series. So it looks pretty cool. And then we got footage for Echo. I'm not going to lie. Not really uh, interested in Echo. Um, I'll have to see more to kind of get excited for that. But Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be returning as Kingpin. Apparently, uh, Matt Murdock will not be returning in that series. Which, honestly, that doesn't really bother me because we're getting a lot of him soon. Of course, we're going to be getting him very soon in She-Hulk. I imagine maybe even the next episode he's going to appear. Um, and then, of course, we have his 18 episode, which is 18 episodes. That's crazy. We have his 18 episode series that's going to be coming, uh, I think, next year no i think it's coming 2024 so we're going to be seeing him soon um so the fact that he's not going to be popping up in echo that doesn't really bother me very much but it's nice to see that vincent d'onofrio who of course didn't die at the end of hawkeye i never thought he died at the end of hawkeye especially you know especially since it was an off-screen death you can never trust those in the mcu for those of you who are listening i was just taking a sip of my iced coffee <laughs> Um, yeah, so then that kind of segues us into the next thing they talked about was Daredevil Born Again. Um, D'Onofrio, this is, I'm reading all this off of CNBC by Sarah Witten. So they reported that, let me get, read the article here. D'Onofrio, who had been on stage to promote Echo, was joined by Charlie Cox to share footage of Matthew Murdock, a, a, aka Daredevil and She-Hulk. No footage was shown from the show. Of course, that's because it hasn't, hasn't even started filming. Um, D'Onofrio will appear in the series. Okay, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw photos of the both of them on stage talking about it. And since they hadn't filmed anything yet, I, I think they start shooting next year. Um, they just showed a little teaser of Matt Murdock in She-Hulk. So that was pretty interesting. Um, Captain America New World Order. So at this point, after Daredevil... I was like, okay, when are they going to start announcing the things that we really care about? Like Deadpool, Fantastic Four, um, maybe even some, you know, Loki, uh, which they did announce Loki. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into that. Maybe some possible mutant stuff, right? Like, they're, like, I was waiting for the real announcements to start kicking in. And at this point, I thought, okay, at this point, we got to hear something. Otherwise, I'm starting to lose faith. And I started to lose faith. So they announced Captain America New World Order. Anthony Mackie returns as Captain America. Of course, that makes sense. Um, and he's going to be joined by Danny Ramirez, who plays uh, Joaquin Torres from the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. 
Carl Lumbly as Isaiah Bradley, who was the older guy from that series, who I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to see him return. Tim Blake Nelson as Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. the leader. So one piece of information that wasn't talked about at Comic-Con in regards to Captain America New World Order was Moon Knight. So it's been heavily reported that Moon Knight, the next time we're going to see him, is not going to be in a season two of Moon Knight. Rather, it's going to be him co-starring in this new Captain America New World Order film. Now, it, because they didn't talk about that, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Maybe there's, because that's a that's a pretty big deal. Maybe they're going to wait for like, you know, at some point next year to talk, uh, to talk about that. But no mention of Moon Knight at all. Uh, not even in just this, but in general. So we'll have to wait and see if he's actually going to be a part of that film. Um, next, they talked about Thunderbolts. So yeah, as I touched upon with Thunderbolts in the beginning, they announced uh, the cast will be Julia Louise Dreyfus as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. That's the character I was trying to remember. Um, that's such a fucking long name. Uh, David Harbour as Red Guardian. Uh, Hannah John Kamen as Ghost. My bad. Excuse my pronunciation. Olga... Kurilenko as Taskmaster, Wyatt Russell as John Walker, aka US Agent, I forgot to mention him, uh, Florence Pugh as Elena Belova, and Sebastian Stan as a Winter Soldier. So, I mean, this film could kind of be like the Dark Horse of Phase 5. I think it has the potential to be pretty interesting. It all is just kind of contingent on the story, right? What are they going to be doing? Are they just going to copy and paste the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad sort of blueprint and just you know, the government bands them together, they're a bunch of misfits that, you know, they don't get along at first, and then they, you know, throughout the film, they kind of build chemistry, and they have to, you know, they're put up against this ultra kind of threat. Um, I really don't want to see a kind of repeat of that. Make this unique in some kind of way that's going to separate itself so people don't just look at this and call this the MCU Suicide Squad, which is, at least right now, that's what everybody is kind of tagging it as, which makes sense, you can't blame it for it. Um, so yeah, why Russell is John Walker. I actually liked, uh, his character in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. This, this film, Thunderbolts and Captain America, New World Order are almost like, they feel like basically like spinoffs from that show. A lot of, you know, returning characters, not similar stories, but you know, I don't know. That's just my opinion, but, uh, yeah, but David Harbour was definitely the surprise for me when they when they showed the lineup of characters because I didn't think we would see him return in the MCU. I thought, you know, he was a fun character. I, I'm happy that we're seeing him again, but that definitely surprised me. So that was that was cool to see. But other than that, I'm still not um you know jumping out of my seat to see this film. I am a little bit more interested, uh, and and I, and I love that we're gonna continue to see Bucky's arc. Um, Sebastian Stan's arc throughout the MCU. I'm curious to see where his character goes from a storytelling perspective. Uh, and quote, this is what Feige said about the film. It tells you all you need to know about the Thunderbolts when the beloved Winter Soldier is the most stable among them, Feige teased. Um, did they fuck up in this article? It says the most table among them. I think they meant to say stable, but, you know, I see they're here nor there. Uh, next, they talked about the Marvels. Brie Larson, Iman Vellani, Tiona Paris closed out the panel with footage from the upcoming film. Once again, Miss Marvel is a film that I'm going to need to see more footage to really kind of be excited for because I'll be honest with you, I think uh, the first Captain Marvel was one of the weaker films of the entire MCU. It, it was just 
bland in my opinion. I, I, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good. I just thought it was kind of mundane to be quite honest with you. Uh, and, you know, talking about Amon Vellani, I liked her, you know, I, I didn't mind her as Miss Marvel, but I thought her series in general was very disappointing. And that's actually her series in general, Miss Marvel, I thought was one of my least favorite things out of the entire MCU. So it's going to take a lot for me to get really, really excited for the Marvels. However, I like Tiona Paris's character in uh, WandaVision. Um, so I'm actually kind of intrigued to see what they're going to do with her character in this film. But overall, I'm going to need to see more as I've, I mean, I've said that like fucking four times now before I get excited for that. So that's everything that so literally like running, running through it again, everything they talked about, we already knew about, they just went into greater detail. So like once Comic-Con ended, everybody was saying like, okay, that was one thing. Comic-Con was one thing, but D23 is going to be another fucking level. They're going to like, they're going to, you know, announce the X-Men. I mean, I didn't think they were going to, they were going to announce the X-Men, but I definitely had high expectations. And I think the biggest thing for me that disappointed me was the Fantastic Four. Like, we already knew Matt Shackman was going to be directing this thing. And I'm excited. I think Matt Shackman's a pretty good director. Um, of course, for those of you who don't know, he's already worked with Marvel. He directed all uh, all nine episodes of WandaVision, which I think WandaVision is one of the better Disney Plus series. Um, I think it's a little bit overrated, but I definitely think it's up there. I would say behind uh, Loki, it's probably my f second favorite uh, series. Oh, Loki. I forgot about that. This is one that I'm very, very excited for. So they showed Loki season two footage and the actor from Everything Everywhere All at Once, the husband character, I forget his name, but um, he was one of the MVPs of that film, I, which by the way, I loved Everything Everywhere All at Once, but he is going to be in the show and he's going to be playing a TVA worker. I, I just, I love Loki. Loki is the only... Disney plus Marvel show that I've actually gone back to rewatch several times. Specifically, the, the episodes that I rewatched the most is episode one, episode five and six. Those three episodes by far are my favorite. I love when we get to go to that little world where it's just everything that, uh, that's been sort of erased or, or whatever they called it in that show. And you meet Richard E. Grant's, you meet all the different Lokis. I love that. I loved, of course, Jonathan Majors, that whole last episode, which basically was the catalyst to everything that we're going to be seeing soon in the future with the, with the multiverse, which is, if you would have told me like three years ago that Loki was going to be arguably the most, one of the most important characters of this next saga of the MCU, I would have thought you were bullshitting me because it just, it's, it's so unexpected, but I'm so happy they're doing that because from what's being described by the show, this whole second season is just going to be Loki kind of going around warning everybody about Kang. And apparently the, the show's going to pick up pretty much right where they left off. And the, obviously Loki's now in a new timeline and, you know, Hunter uh, B-15 and uh, Age of Mobius, which is Owen Wilson's character. They're, they don't know who he is anymore. This is a completely separate uh, timeline. This is a completely separate universe. Um, they don't have the the three, what were they again? They, they don't have the timekeepers anymore. In this universe, Jonathan Majors Kang is known by the TVA. And I imagine we'll probably even see Kang return in the show as well. I mean, I think it's almost guaranteed. 
Um, so it's, yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I've seen behind the scenes footage of them filming. Um, it looks super exciting. That is the one. That and probably, I would say, the three Disney Plus shows for the foreseeable future that I'm very, very excited for are, the most excited for rather, is Daredevil, Secret Invasion, and uh, Loki, and not in any particular order, although I would probably say Loki's my my uh, favorite so far, but yeah, and um, oh yeah, I, I, I'm forgetting about other things, yeah, they talked about Armor Wars, they said that um, Secret Invasion is going to lead into Armor Wars with Don Cheadle, uh, you know, it, it could be interesting, uh, I, I like Don Cheadle as Rhodey, but yeah, so... If I knew that this was pretty much going to be everything that they were talking about, um, I probably would have just waited to hear the announcements on like Twitter and on social media. I probably would have just gone about my day. I literally like spent my whole day preparing for this podcast, watching live streams, keeping up with all the news just to be pretty much disappointed. Um, so yeah, where are we here? Uh, yeah, we're 20, about 20 minutes in. What was I going to say? It completely slipped my mind. Um, yeah, so going back to the Fantastic Four, like it's one thing that they didn't announce the cast, but that's not even really why this thing was kind of an overall underwhelming disappointment. They still had time. They still could have announced some pretty cool things, you know what I mean? But like they could have announced Deadpool. They could have announced these other projects, and I guess they're just not ready to do that. So that was a little bit disappointing. Um, now let's, you know, I don't want to sound too negative here. Let's, let's focus on some things that, um, intrigued me and that, and that definitely excited me. Number one was Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. This film is going to come out right around my birthday in February next year. And I just think this movie is going to be crazy. We have Bill Murray coming in. Uh, this apparently the film is going to take place mostly in the quantum realm, which I've 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 been so curious to see them kind of explore that side of Ant Man's character more. We've only kind of seen glimpses, like we you know they they we you know the Avengers had to travel through the through the quantum realm briefly to sort of get in these different points of history in Avengers Endgame, um, and you know we saw the quantum realm, like I said, briefly in uh, the first two Ant Man films, but I'm excited to see that now. They're going to really be exploring the quantum realm in its entirety, maybe kind of going through that city, that quantum city that was teased, I think, in the first Ant-Man or the second. Um, and I just love the supporting characters in the sort of Ant-Man franchise with Evangeline Lilly, uh, Michael Douglas, I think his, I think his name is, um, and Michelle Pfeiffer, all very talented performers. Um but yeah, that is probably the project that I'm really excited for. They didn't talk about Guardians. They didn't talk about anything like that. Um, so that was kind of, you know, whatever, but, uh, yeah, Loki and, and, uh, Ant-Man of the Lost Quantumania, I'm very, very excited for those projects, and I wish we could have seen the footage that they shown to the audience. So, yeah, to kind of wrap up my thoughts here about D23, nothing special, and to be honest, I think this is the first time that Marvel has kind of let me down, to be, uh, to be quite frank with you, not to be over-exaggerative or, you know, sensitive to just try and get clicks, um, I just feel like I wasted two hours just sitting around waiting to hear something new and there really wasn't anything new that was mentioned or even shown. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I guess we got, you know, a trailer for Secret Invasion and stuff like that, but you know, we didn't hear about any movie announcements, any, any, you know, anything like that. Uh, so that kind of just left me 
you know, wanting more. Um, am I too greedy? Am I am, am I asking for too much here? You know, let me know down in the comments below. Were you guys satisfied with D23 or are you kind of like me? Do you feel like it was just sort of bland and underwhelming? Um, you know, I hate to I hate to say I hate to be negative. I don't like being negative, but I'm not gonna I'm not just gonna be a cheerleader and and just kind of praise everything here on Marvel. Um, I I definitely was expecting a lot more, and I feel like we didn't get even a fraction of that. Um. But yeah, so let me know what you guys think. Um, that's going to be all my thoughts about D23. Uh, the future is still bright for Marvel. I don't want to sound like there's nothing to be excited for. There is. There's lots of things to be excited for. But my issue is that this whole coverage, this whole sort of day revolving around Marvel, I mean, not just Marvel, but the, the Marvel panel just talked about things that we already knew were coming. So it's like, what else? Unless you were there in the audience and you got to see the new footage of some of these projects, if you're somebody sitting from home like me, there really was nothing you had to tune into because everything that was talked about was already basically covered in at Comic-Con at San Diego a couple months ago. But I'm going to transition and talk about She-Hulk for a bit because I haven't talked about the show thus far. Um, four episodes of it are out. The first episode I loved, it was, a, it was a breath of fresh air. I thought it was definitely a, a lot different from anything that Marvel's done in terms of, you know, their Disney Plus shows and just in terms of the humor itself. Uh, a lot of fourth, not a lot of fourth wall breaking, but some fourth wall breaking here and there. Um, and it, I, I'd say right now I'm kind of middle on the road overall of the show. Uh, the second episode, not bad, not as good as the first episode. Third episode I didn't really like. Uh, in the fourth episode, I'll be honest, I didn't really like the fourth episode either, yeah, either to be uh, quite frank with you. So second episode, good. First episode, great. I love the first episode. I was all in. Um, I'm really kind of hoping we're going to start seeing, you know, Matt Murdock and some of these other characters soon. I love the She-Hulk character and I don't think that the CGI is as bad as other people say it is. Um, I think people are kind of holding the standards a little bit too high. I still think the CGI and the special effects and everything is is pretty solid for the most part. There's a couple scenes where, you know, I look at Jen when she's in Hulk form and I'm thinking, eh. But overall, I think the CGI and everything is pretty good. And I like Tatiana uh, Mussolini, the actress who plays She-Hulk. I think she's incredible. Uh, I think she's got a great charm to her and she's funny. And the character itself, I think, is pretty entertaining. And, uh, you know, I like this sort of potential World War Hulk scenario that's that might be being teased with with Bruce Banner and stuff like that uh, so I'm curious to see where that leads but overall I, I'm not blown away by the show I certainly wouldn't say it's my favorite show so far granted we're only four four out of nine episodes in so there's still a lot more story to be told so I'll, you know I'll have to kind of gauge my thoughts as we continue but so far I think it's just decent you know I don't love it I don't think it's great. But I don't think it's bad, and I certainly don't think it's terrible. I think it's just kind of middle of the road uh, so far. But yeah, that's I, I already know once I turn off the camera here and, 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 and I'm in post-production editing this podcast, I already know I'm going to like think of something that I wanted to say that I didn't say. But, you know, fuck, it is what it is, right? Um, all right, guys, pretty short episode because uh, I'm just covering all the D23 stuff here. And uh, let me know what you guys think. About D23, about She-Hulk, everything Marvel. Are you excited? Were you dissatisfied? Let me know down in the comments below. You guys have a great day. And I'll see you on the next podcast.